Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. I hope you've had a lovely Christmas and all. My name is Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Alright. And Luke Moore is here. Alright. Welcome everybody to the show. We're in between Christmas and New Year's Eve, and we're giving you mm. a football ramble, ladies and it's gentlemen. It's the perineum of the year. Isn't it, it? <laughs> it is. Who, who's in the Christmas spirit still? I am very much so. Marcus, yeah, a little. How's your Christmas been out of ten? It's been good. I would say I would say nine out of ten. Mine's been very good as well. Yeah. The best one I've had for a few years, I would say. Yeah, it's, it's high. Jim? Mine's very high. Good. Very high. I'm soaked in Christmas spirit. <laughs> the only way is down from here, isn't it? The no, that's why we gave nine out of ten. Because the only way is not always down. I received, um, among other presents, I received a Bruce Dickinson's autobiography, the lead nice. singer of Iron Maiden, and he dedicates a chapter <laughs> to, to, to you to the physicality and the science behind how we sing. Wow. Very good. Very interesting. Ah. Very interesting bloke, isn't he, Bruce Dickinson? Yeah, the, tr- the trick is apparently to have a, keep your voice fresh and to keep it good when you're on tour. Not do not sleep in an air conditioned room. Never. Makes there sense. we go. All oh, so right. Okay. Maybe we could apply that to our podcasting. Mm. Uh, well, maybe, maybe we'll have a sing song later. We probably won't need to. But, okay. <laughs> uh, do you know what? We might do though. Yeah. Who knows? That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. You, cannot, you can't rule anything out. You certainly can't, Jim. You certainly can't. Um, and he, he's he's also a pilot. Did you mention there? Um, I didn't, but he is. He's a polymath, isn't he? He's a known polymath. <laughs> pilot, fencer, uh, beer brewer. One uh-huh. of them. I mean, we're all beer brewers, really. We, we all could Are be. We? we all could be. Well, we? I mean, we all could be anything. Well, that was it. <laughs> Jim, I'm certainly you, not a beer brewer. Jim, could you be a professional athlete? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly darts, but uh, no. Yeah. Okay. Even thinking about the, that for a moment, no. The very idea of you having the hand-eye coordination to be good at darts, Jim. If you don't mind me saying no, it. How has this happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Harry Kane. What a 2017 that man's had. Scored lots of goals, of course, against Southampton. They, they made sure that he got that record. Mm. That is a man who very much is a professional. <laughs> yes, generous. Yeah. Generous. Yeah, rounded, rounded the year off nicely with, with a hat trick against Southampton. The first man in a handful of years. It's easy to just say handful with, yeah. with, with Messi and Ronaldo involved uh, to score the most goals in a calendar year in European football. Are we, are we too fussed about calendar year stats? Because some people hate them and other people seem to think they're quite important. So, well, well they, they exist, don't they? Well, yeah. they, so they do people exist. People that hate them just have to get over it. Yeah, but then you could start saying, well, the, he scored the most goals in the last 200 days or something. You know, you yeah, I, I, I think what it I think what it does is it serves as a this particular version of the calendar year stat that we're talking about serves as an indicator mm-hmm. and, and a, quite a handy indicator because of how good Harry Kane has been purely because he plays in a different league to these other two players and it's and it's impossible to compare them in real terms in that way so it, it does I think the Premier League is at least as strong as La Liga so it shows how mm-hmm. what he's done um 
And I think it serves as a good indicator. It's certainly, it's certainly not going to. He's not going to look back at his career in yeah. twenty years' time and go, "Oh, in the year in, in the calendar year of, of twenty seventeen, I scored this amount yeah, of goals." Quite. Does this serve as a good indicator that England are on for it? One hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Mm. No Is further it... questions needed. <laughs> Should he be in the cockpit when he's flying in the England jet? <laughs> I mean, it's... Bruce Dickinson will be in there. <laughs> yeah. Get Brucey on the plane. Yeah, yeah. There's oh, your Brucey it. bonus. We're there. I don't think he likes football. I don't Doesn't care. matter. He'd be focused on the job. Yeah, if he, Queen if he and country. To get into yeah. it, he'd really get into it though. Mm. So it if is, we can persuade him, you've got to put your likes and dislikes aside sometimes when you're talking about the nation. It's true. Yeah. And if he bring wants... your international teams to the slaughter, <laughs> do not bring your petty squabbles. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Um, yeah, so I suppose uh, hammered Southampton. It's fair to say those Southampton defenders. Uh, they, they had a they lovely Christmas. Evidently had a good Christmas. There's always a few. Swan, Swansea had a lovely time as well. Oh. Imagine going up there over Christmas <laughs> to watch 11 men absolutely nicking a living. Mm. It's outrageous, isn't it? Still drunker than you are. Well, that's, that's debatable. I mean, but then one is. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but that dear. was revealing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the, at least Southampton, they've made a few quid in the last couple of days, it would appear. Yeah, it seems that way, doesn't it? This is weird timing for the whole Virgil van Dijk yeah. thing, isn't it? Normally you don't associate that particular Van Dyke with Christmas, do you? Sell him on Boxing Day. Yeah. You'd think of, you know, Mary Poppins, Dick Van. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, 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 I did get it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> I was just making sure that everyone was on the same page. Which clearly those Southampton players are not. If, if, if the point of football was to singularly raise as much money as possible from <laughs> Liverpool. Southampton are doing bloody well. I, I tell they you. They are. are doing very, very well. Killing mm. it. They, they, yeah, they're having a fantastic time in those terms, but unfortunately those terms don't seem to count for too much. Maya Yoshida said the situation at the club is worse than it was under Claude Puel and has questioned the attitude of some of the players. Yeah, and, I, I also have to question the use of the word worse. Why, why is the, this perception that Southampton getting to a cup final and finishing eighth was some sort of failure? I know we've spoken yeah. about this a lot. I just, I simply don't understand it. Surely that's pretty much I the roof of what they can expect. For some reason, Puel wasn't very popular at Southampton, and we've covered that before. I think you're absolutely right, Jim. I, I think we talked about this in the context of Stoke, and, and they seem to have picked up a bit, which is great for them. But Southampton are sleepwalking into into a difficult situation. I mean, they, they, they don't score that many goals. Um, well, two points off the relegation zone. They've won once in their last 11 matches. They're in terrible, terrible form. And, and Man United next. And do you remember we talked... Well, quite. I remember we talked about... Um, a few weeks ago, we were talking about teams who get beat and, and get beaten badly. Mm. I mean, Southampton were nowhere near it. They yeah. were nowhere near it again. I know Spurs were a good team, and I know it was away from home, and I know this time of year can be tricky, but the games come thick and fast. And if you go into that, that run of quick games in a terrible run of form, before you know it, you can be dumped on your ass and be in the relegation zone by the time you come out into the new year. It's deflating if you get beaten like that. I mean, if you think about uh, when um, Bournemouth were, were struggling at the start of the season, I think, they, did they win one in seven? It took them a while to get going, it, for sure. It did, but they weren't, off the top of my head, they weren't getting hammered. Mm. You know, they were, they were losing by the odd goal, a couple of goals maybe, something like that. Well, they're in bad form again now, by the way. They are, they? yeah, they're not, they're not... Well, in the bottom three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when you're getting... but. Yeah, but, but you still can take a little bit of something from a performance if you lose by the mm. odd goal. But when you're getting hammered, mm. yeah. like there's like Swansea are well, as they, well. They were beaten by four goals at home to Leicester, Southampton. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's not the first time it's happened recently. But w- what do you think about this Virgil van Dijk transfer? Because Jim was saying to me before we came on, he wasn't sure that he would be 
the man to sort their problems out. Liverpool. No, I, I think he's having a very drab season, frankly, and that might be. Because but there could be reasons for that. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you have to factor that in. But you, you know, as has been said many times by dads across the country, no doubt <laughs> this Christmas, can you rely on a player like that? You know, mm. if, if if they're uh, if they're willing to down tools just because they're not in the best frame of mind mentally. Well, we you know, the say, mentality of a player is a big part of who they are. Well, we often say earn your move, don't we? Yeah. Now, okay, clearly Liverpool fancied him before, and I, th- I think it. W- I think he. I think he would have been. Look, I'm not going to roll out the violins for him because clearly he's in a very privileged position and yeah. we all know that. But he is a human being and, and people react to, th- to things in different ways. They do. And I think the way that that approach was was messed up the first time. Mm, very publicly rebuffed as well. Yeah, and he only ever really wanted to go to Liverpool as we said on this show. It, I thought it was quite, quite um, well, not if you're a Man City fan, but it was quite delicious that he, <laughs> they announced he'd gone to Liverpool on the day company went off, Vincent Company went off injured again. Yeah. Um, they needed him, they they wanted him, and he, but he only wanted to go to Liverpool, which is encouraging for the rest of the league. Well, they might go well. after Johnny Evans again. Yeah, but mm. they probably will, I think. Um, but will he want to go now? But, He's being managed by Pards. But, well, quite. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The answer is yes, but but I was just going to say I think it's a huge improvement on what Liverpool have got already, and I think if they I know they haven't really been playing Gomez centre back, but if they could if they're playing three at the back, if they could play Matip, Van Dijk and Gomez, I think that's okay. I think that's a much better, much mm. more of an improvement. And if they're playing four at the back, they can play uh, Matip and Van Dijk in, there. and I think that looks decent. Van Dijk's got the tools to be a top quality centre half. Do you think he's enough that. of a leader? Because I, I, I look at that Southampton defence and think they look a little bit confused and Van Dijk I include in that sometimes in his decision making. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think, But the last year, I think, or the last season, or this season certainly, is not something to go on. Because of those reasons, now, rightly or wrongly, a lot of us would argue wrongly perhaps, players do down tools or they get their head turned. And as Luke said, they are human beings. People mm. react differently. If you think about David De Gea, it was mm. so close to that Real Madrid move. Mm. It was a whisker away. Mm. It was a sort of a fax machine meltdown or whatever it was and didn't get over the line. But what did he do? He knuckled down at Manchester United. He's still there. Still probably one of the best goalkeepers, if not the best goalkeeper in the league and the world, you could even uh, yeah. add to that. So, uh, you know, but his temperament is thus. And Van Dyke clearly there's been He's something the going same. on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Eden Hazard, you know, after being player of the season one year, then completely dropped off mm. and then only raised it when they had that game against Spurs, you know, yeah. to mug him off in the, the league. So It uh, can happen. It can happen, absolutely. People but, can be capricious. They can, but um, speaking of which, Danny Murphy suggested uh, that some of the players are not playing for the manager. And yeah. that's an interesting... I saw that. It was on Match of the Day. It was on it? Match yeah. of the Day, yeah. I mean, they were awful against Spurs. They don't even do the most basic things properly. And when you look at their record, as we've mentioned a little bit in, in the league thus far, only West Brom and Swansea have won less matches mm. than them. Yeah. And that, that does not bode well at all for, for Southampton. And they had a little spell at the end of November when they beat Everton 4-1, nearly got a point at the Etihad. And I think you have to take into account the situation Everton when it were in there as well, though. Yeah, true. But they, they would not get that result now. They, so Anton are in a situation as well where the teams around them, certainly the teams immediately below them, West Ham, Crystal Palace and Newcastle, are all showing something. I mean, they've mm. all won games, picked up points since, since Southampton have. Even Newcastle won a game. You know? yeah. um, West Ham have been in, in good form, as we know. And, so, and Crystal Palace have been fantastic, really, relatively speaking. Yeah. So the, momen- the, the momentum is against them. Um, but they play Man United next up, as Jim said, and, and they're seven to one to beat United at Old Trafford with bet three six five. So ten pound returns, eighty pound including stake. And if we saw how United started the game against Burnley, not as preposterous as that first sounds. No, it isn't. 
You're absolutely right. They're playing the... Sorry, Lee. Well, I was just going to say, the reason for... I think that, lest I do sound preposterous, <laughs> is because playing at Old Trafford against Mourinho's Man United will be motivation in itself mm. for those Southampton players. So even if they don't care about the manager, and, and, and we're, we're guessing that they're not playing for the manager just based on what, what one pundit has said and that one performance, I suppose. Um, playing against United at Old Trafford is motivation in itself, so you never know. Well, and especially as Burnley just nearly got a win there. They were good. They were good, Bernie. <clears throat> Facing the little horses of Manchester United. Indeed, yeah. Oh, Messi Lingard. Where's that? Come <laughs> yeah. Where is that is it, come from? Is it time to talk about Jesse Lingard again? Maybe, maybe the more accurate question would be, Jim, when United have spent so much money, why does it rely on an academy graduate who's now in his mid twenties and, and and never consistently performed at a very high level to bail them out? I don't know the answer, Luke, but I enjoy the question. Thanks. <laughs> I think the question sort of speaks for itself. Mm. The question it? is the answer. Yeah, yeah. you could argue. Um, Mourinho, who's going on about Man United not being able to compete. Financially with Manchester City, and 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 I'm sure you How all dare you. Yeah, I, I'm sure everybody enjoyed that and saw that, but nobody more than Big Veng. Yeah, when Vega was asked this he, uh, about uh, the financial business uh, through a broad smile, he said that he'd been in that position for 21 years or something like that, mm. but had learned to deal with it. I mean, has Wenger learned to deal with <laughs> that? To deal with it by well, not winning. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you say not winning anything. Three FA Cups in four years, as you well know. Hey, um, that's. I mean, to be fair, that's impressive. Luke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that alone. I remember one year, Man United didn't even enter it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. It, it, it's, it's, a good, it's a good feather in their yeah. cap, of course. No, but of course, Man United should never be forgiven for that. No. Um, but I love the fact that Wenger then reiterated that Chelsea, Man City and Man United are richer than Arsenal. Well, Man- Manchester United aren't a poor team. No, no. In terms of financially. I mean, you know, you could look at, you could possibly argue that, I don't really want to get into the whole net spend argument. We're not, we're not, <laughs> we're not on Arsenal fan TV now, but... Let's spend. I think United have probably spent more than City, and 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 I also think that um, that you've got to look at the way that Guardiola is, is not only improving the players he already had at his disposal, but also um, how he has implemented the players he has signed and how he's targeted areas of the pitch that he needs to target. I mean, we, yeah. we talked about this a little bit on the radio yesterday, and someone was making the point saying, you know, if you sign Romelu Lukaku as a forward. Yeah, whatever the merits of him and whatever his shortcomings in his game are, and he's had quite a lot of stick, a lot of which I don't necessarily agree with. But you know what type of forward you're getting. Yeah. Mm. You know, you know what he's he's essentially a bull in a china shop, and he'll and he'll bludgeon goals for you, and he'll go through periods of time like he has his whole career. No, he's only young, but for his whole career so far, where he won't score goals. Mm. And the way that Mourinho sets United up away from home against big teams means Lukaku's going to have fewer and fewer chances, mm-hmm. and 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 so. In a way, Mourinho's got no... Well, not in a way. Basically, bluntly, Mourinho's got no room to complain because he wanted the player. Mm. He went out and got him. He signed him back. Um, and this was a player he apparently didn't rate four yeah. or five years ago. And he's he the let... one locking the door to the China shop, effectively. Yeah, so do your, thing. do your thing. Well, you've, you've got to improve a player. If you're going to sign a player like that, you're going to take them from Everton to Manchester United. That player needs coaching big time I mean all players need coaching of course but especially one making that step up the Man United shirt can be a heavy shirt as we know but if you look at say Guardiola it seems like an obvious comparison right now talking about Mourinho Raheem Sterling, you know, has improved yeah. under, under plenty Guardiola. of players. It players that are already good, where you wouldn't exactly you wouldn't identify them in a squad as, mm. as someone who needs improving in the context of that squad. He's still getting more out of, and also he's given chances to, to players like Phil Foden. Um, whereas Mourinho's record with with youth players, as we know, is, is basically non-existent. And, I mean, the, you yeah. know, his what, whole thing of wanting to sort of start a legacy, you have to bring that through, and he's never he's never demonstrated that he can do that. Off the top of my head. You, it's easy to think of players that Guardiola has improved at City. Delph, Sterling, 
mm-hmm. um, you know, Otamendi, Stones, even Mangala. Stones, I mean, Stones, 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 Stones is an interesting. Stones one, are but, definitely improved. But I yeah, think. Um, there's there's plenty of players he's improved. Well, he, you could even say, De, did you say De Bruyne? De Bruyne again, yeah. yeah. Jesus is coming in, hit the ground running. Well, and that, and he's managed that very well because that is a difficult move for, to Brazil to Europe at the best of times, mm. but especially to England. Very different culture, different language, different everything. When Aguero's age, and a young man as well. When Aguero's already there, yeah. Tell me the players that Mourinho's improved at United. Fellaini. He hasn't improved Fellaini. <laughs> no, no. I'd say Mkhitaryan's gone backwards. Yeah. Um, Luke Shaw. No. Uh, um, <laughs> well, I mean, the only one you could argue. Flourished a little. Yeah, Lingard, Lingard's, yeah. Lingard and Ashley Young. That's it. Yeah, yeah, Ashley Young. I would say. De Gea's improved, but he was, he, he was sort of a bit on, on an upward curve anyway. But so, Maybe Valencia, you could argue as well. As not really, but I think he's he's, he's sort of flourished in the role that he's been he's been moved into. Valencia's been different. performing very high level for a very long time though. Maybe, but, but the maybe. point is, it's not as clear cut. I think yeah. that's the point you're making. You know, so so as as ever, he's yeah. got no cause to complain. But as ever, we're talking about him because he's distracting from the real situation. Well, I was I was trying to focus on Arsene Wenger just getting a little dig in there. Right? Yeah, <laughs> which which you know he deserves because seldom does he get a dig in against uh, Mourinho. Uh, but Wenger um, has been uh, talked about as a father figure by one of his former players, who happens to be the president of Liberia now. It's George Weah. I love to hear George Weah mentioned. Mm. <laughs> It's something we can all get behind with Weir. He spoke very fondly of of Wenger um, when he first moved to Europe, of course. Uh, and uh, and Weir had just been sworn in, or will be um, become the president of Liberia very, very soon. He, he won the elections there. What I love, though, is the fact that whatever I don't know much about Liberian politics, I think I can be forgiven for not knowing too much about it. Um, but he still has a little bit of uh, footballing playing time from from uh, I love that uh, from his uh, from a veteran league, and he's playing for Alpha Old Timers. Love that. Do you think they've got any fans? I think well, if he's playing, them. if he's playing, you'd go down and watch, wouldn't you? It's funny yeah. that because um, the, the most recent news headline I read about George Ware is it's literally said George Ware claims he is set to win presidential election. <laughs> so I don't know if he's actually won it. No, he has won it. Okay, right, fine. Okay, well, that's, that's, a, that's the first half. Well, Wenger congratulated him back in October for winning the presidential election, but that was the final of the election. That's right. So yeah. He reached the final, the, the last two, but yeah, he's got it. So Wes in, and he's been trying to be a politician for a while. So well done him. So if you reach are, for the stars, kids. If you are an aspire, an ex-pro, an aspiring British coach, why not go for political office? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> what? Not, not in this country. Can't get any worse. Who would you have? Julian Dix. There you go. <laughs> as chancellor, maybe not as prime minister. You telling me you wouldn't want Sir Bobby Charlton as a uh, prime minister? Uh, not now. Yeah, no, fair yeah, enough. I'm saying that. Would you want Ju- <laughs> Julian Dix in charge of Brexit? <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> might be the most Brexit ex-pro. <laughs> Although he lives in Spain now, I think, or he certainly did. Anyway, exactly. They let's, all do. Let's move I, on. Look, I thought you'd be unfair to Julian. Now. I, I don't know his political <laughs> leanings. <laughs> let's move on swiftly. But yes, Liverpool. Uh, are set to sign uh, Van Dyke when the January window opens, uh, of course. Um, and mentioning the Southampton link, as people often rightly do, will be the sixth high-profile Southampton player to join Liverpool in the last few years. Um, incredible, really. But Liverpool, they've been a lot of fun over this uh, Christmas break. I mean, they put Swansea to the sword, which... Mm. They were fantastic. You yeah, don't really then, need to sharpen your sword for that kind of... Kicked their corpse to death. Yeah. It serves as a good um, measure of how good Man City are, is that everyone talks about... Whenever you hear Liverpool this season, you think, oh, they scored loads of goals. Mm. City have scored 15 goals more than I know, league, yeah. That's, that's I mean, Liverpool that's are the second amazing. highest scorers in the league, but you're yeah. right. Man City just. Well, all... They had that period of smashing teams, <clears> didn't they? Yeah. But this is, with Manchester City at the moment, this is like the Olympic medals table. Um, the US are top, or mm. China. Mm. Just forget about it. Yeah. Don't worry about that, that's yeah. fine. And then Russia were always third, but then Team GB have come in. Yeah. But you're never going to finish above the US, so just, just finish as um, high as you can. Don't worry about them. I thought Liverpool were absolutely fantastic. 
to put that metaphor out, out of its misery, <laughs> I thought Liverpool were absolutely fantastic. Um, they were so Swansea were poor. Uh, highlight of the game, apart from um, the great goals that were scored and, and, and the swashbuckling football, yeah. was absolutely when Leon Britton and Jurgen Klopp had a bit of a hug at the end of the game. Mm. Have you seen the height difference? Yeah, I'm going to stick my neck out here and say there has never been a greater height difference between two managers in football history. I think Klopp is six foot four. I think Leon Britton might be just shy of five foot four. There was a good foot between four? them. There's a good foot between them, Marcus. So, I'm telling you. I don't know when Maradona Britton sort of like hugging his belly button. Watch it back. Yeah, watch it back. It was amazing. It was like an uncle giving like a nephew a good ruffle. I reckon when Maradona was in charge of Argentina, he might have come up against the big boy. Well, tell me, Ian. Do, do opt to do stats on this? Hopefully. <laughs> they want to. They should. They are wasting their time if they're not. Yeah, they've missed the trick otherwise. Yeah, indeed. Um, Swansea were bad, though, weren't they? They were bad. It was nice to see Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain get the fifth goal in a 5-0 win. That's that's what Arsenal have really missed <laughs> yeah, this season. Yeah. That's the kind of contribution yeah. he's, he's so vital and for. And he's really, dig- na- he's really nailed down that central midfield berth. <laughs> yeah, he just. Another dig coming out the Arsenal. <laughs> I'm on Jim's side here. Why not? <laughs> Have a pop. Well, Have a Christmas pop. They 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 got three pops in against Liverpool, didn't they? In that wonderful three-all draw. Mm. Oh, I mean, what was a little while, was. Little while yeah, ago we, now. We, we kind of haven't spoken about that, but that, oh, yeah. that was... What a magnificent five minutes of football that but, was. But that is that is Liverpool at the moment. Liverpool probably should have won the game, really. I know Absolutely. Arsenal fans may... Um, <coughs> excuse me, disagree. But they should... You know, 2-0 up. Mm. They're looking good. And Should said, have been more. Yeah, should have been more. And then individual errors, by and large, cost them. And you just think... No wonder they're spending seventy-five million reportedly on on Van Dijk yeah. because that the individual errors. I mean, there's only so much Klopp can do, I suppose. Mm. Um, I think also you you have to give credit to teams um, forcing errors as well, though, which I think Arsenal did in that in that period. Oh, I thought Arsenal did so well to bounce back because they were dominated early on. Mm. They did very well, and Arsenal were a good team, so I wouldn't necessarily read too much into that in terms of the Liverpool defensive mm. thing. That they those things. Part of the reason we love football, don't forget, is. Um, those things can happen. Like yeah. five, four and a half minutes, it was three goals. Mm, it was, yeah. It's crazy. But, Istanbul-esque. But, but I th- it was actually, it reminded me a bit mm. of that. It's almost like that thing, it's inevitable, you can't stop it, but yeah. it, it, it happens anyway. Um, I, I, I sort of defer slightly from the script here on Liverpool. They're in really good form. I think they absolutely battered Bournemouth, beat them 4-0 mm. away. Mm-hmm. They, they battered West Brom as well, just couldn't score. Um, I think this sort of result had, had been coming for a little while. The Arsenal game, you know, these are games between good teams and they can go either way, but especially away from home for, for Liverpool. But they, Swansea were poor, really poor, but they couldn't deal with Liverpool. And I think a lot of teams are struggling to deal with Liverpool. And I think Man City go to, a, go to Anfield fairly soon. I think if you're in, in one of those people who cares, about, the, um, cares yeah. about this unbeaten record thing, I think them going to Anfield will be a really curious, uh, interesting uh, game. And, and it could well be that um, Man City come unstuck there, if they're going to come unstuck at mm. all. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Liverpool are up next up at home to Leicester, though, aren't they? They are. And they're currently, um, it's 9-2 to two, uh, for the draw with Bet365. So if those teams draw 9-2, to two, £10 returns £55, including stake. Oh, by the way, more on Liverpool-Leicester later. Ooh. Oh, stay tuned. Goody gumdrops. And now it's time for correspondence with Jimmy. Hello, boys. That's, Hello, Jim. That's not me. That's the beginning of the email. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, just oh, right. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, You're stepping into Pete Donaldson's shoes here, mate. I so. am. Um, and they're weird winkle pickers yeah. <laughs> with food I don't understand in them. <laughs> Um, so, hello boys. On top of the highlight that was Kilmarnock beating Rangers at the weekend, they also managed to do it with Power Dicker in the middle. That's Irish <laughs> duo Alan Power and Gary Dicker, not one of Pete's many aliases. All the best, Stuart Over. That's nice. Well, it might be one of Pete's aliases. We don't yeah, know. I mean, or it's, it's, it's bound to be now. Killier and Great Nick, by the way, I haven't lost for ages. Power Dicker. That's the, let's that's not why, lose, that's the key. Let's not lose sight of it. Power Dicker are doing very well. I don't think that's one of Pete's aliases, but he does possess Dicker Power. 
<laughs> is that true? I believe so. If the rumours are to I be believed, so. yeah. I read the tabloids. Girthy <laughs> rumours for work re- for work reasons, of course. Yeah. yeah, and to make sure we know what Pete's up to. Yeah. Absolutely, it's the best way to stay in touch with him, even when you know him. <laughs> Hello, Ramblers. Got another one. Ah, again, that's not me. That is the email. Yeah. Um, post your discussion on missing important gold a few weeks ago. I experienced the poor man's version on Friday. Having had my fill of Christmas parties, I decided to settle down at home and purchase a Now TV Sky Sports Pass to watch Arsenal v Liverpool, a game almost guaranteed goals. And yes, it was. After getting a bit bored during the first half, I managed to miss the first goal as I'd started playing Outrun on my arcade coffee table. Now, immediately, my sympathy is, is, yeah. is going ma- through the floor here. Someone, he, this, was, this was purchased properly for this match. This, yeah. is a, this is a man who is apparently so popular, he's bored of parties. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, this doesn't add up to me. No. I'm, yeah. Seems odd, doesn't it? Um, Carry on. Anyway, not to worry. Now we've got a game, as Martin Tyler said. Having seen out the rest of the first half goalless, I again got itchy feet during the half-time adverts and switched over to the darts. I switched back to find I'd missed two goals. Sanchez just having scored to give the Gunners a glimmer of hope. Game on again, I thought. Again? Yeah. Darts versus Arsenal versus... What's wrong with you? I do like the darts. Sir. However... Feeling a bit peckish and two goals having just been scored in two minutes, I thought I'd pop down to the kitchen and get myself some cheese and biscuits. Cue me hearing the cheers of the crowd and running back up to another missed goal, not once but twice, as Arsenal turned the tie on its head. Unbelievable. I then settled down for the last half hour, determined not to take my eyes off the screen, even to risk nibbling the cheese and biscuits. I finally <laughs> saw one goal as check fumbled for Mino's drive for the equaliser. Seven pounds, six goals, and I'd seen one of them. So I watched the analysis and then turned back to the darts. Have a great Christmas, Jamie Appleby. Come on, Jamie. Yeah, Let's like try harder silly. than that. Hey, did he say it was nil nil at half time is that what you said it was, uh, one-nil, it was one-nil, one-nil at half time um, 15% of the goals he's seen there that's mm, poor silly poor. sausage or well, maybe even maybe slightly more than that mm. oh, my maths isn't the best terrible well the good thing for Jamie is there's a new year just around the corner so new year's resolutions ahoy yeah just watch it yeah when there's a couple it, I can think it. for you young Jamie yeah <laughs> just point your face at the screen it's <laughs> not that hard indeed commit to something mm. there we are um, we are going to talk a little bit about Manchester City after this Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Beautiful young eggs. Eggs that need a mum to take care of them. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. Everybody now, despite the bad weather in some parts of the United Kingdom, Manchester City got on board their private jet just hours before they went up and beat Newcastle 1-0. I love that. Yeah. Mm. We'll just pop up there. Boom. There you go. Like That's play, how you do it, Man United. Like playing Bolivia away. It is. <laughs> We're only out there for a minimum amount of time. That's right. Yeah. But Man United tried that against Bristol. Didn't work. Newcastle United showed that if you play 
the most negative tactics it's possible to play in football. Yeah. You might only get beat 1-0. That's mm. right. To be fair, they come out of their show a little bit, but they, they started off so badly. Yeah, I do know what there was there was a chance towards the end, the header that just went wide, and I thought, imagine that if Newcastle had stopped the winning run. On the park, on, on the, the park, park, on the park. <laughs> That's what the Killy fans will be singing to. Um, you know, um, apparently Newcastle have got, they're one point better off at this stage of the season than they yeah. were the last time they were relegated from the Premier League, so not looking good for them. So... Benitez is one point better off than... Oh, no, Carver took over in the new year, didn't he? Can't remember, Marcus. My brain will not allow me to pa- remember that. That would have been Pards. That would have been Pards. No, the season they got relegated. Yeah, the last time they were in the... Because Pards then got sacked and then Carver took over and then they went down, I think. Where's oh, our right. Newcastle correspondent? correspondent yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not that he'd get it right. I feel like about 10 teams are going to get relegated this year. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, the league is a, is a brilliant mix of, of some truly spectacular teams and yeah. some severe gash. How, <laughs> Listen about that, the better. How many teams do you think are in for the title? Um, <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't concede it from an Arsenal perspective, yeah. I have to say. Well, um, But one of them, and it's Man City. I think the confusion lies that you're forgetting that they were relegated under Benitez the first time and he stayed, didn't he? Oh, that's, sorry, that's sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, that is, he could have a 100% record. I am oh, no. so sorry. That is that's piss poor of me. Yeah, he took sorry. over late in the season, didn't he? Of course yeah. he did. No, no, that, yeah. that is poor. You're turning me all over the place, Mark. Sorry, Cousins. My Newcastle, I've, got, I've not got Peter to rely on as a safety yeah. net. Basically, you talked about Newcastle going down, but I thought, hang on a minute, I can talk about Pars and Carver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still can. I, yeah. yeah. Indeed, yeah. Um, the, the title race in Scotland in the Scottish Premiership is genuinely more interesting than the title race in England at the moment. Yeah. And that's, I tell you what... And you've been waiting a long time to say that. An awful long time. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, but uh, Celtic will still win. But, uh, what do you think about Man City's chances at, at Palace? Well... Is, that's where they're going next. That is Roy's where. boys. Is he, is he saddling up the steed? Well, they're visiting Hodgson's home in the form of Selhurst Park. Yeah. And that is not a place where you want to go. I reckon Roy Hodgson had Christmas dinner <laughs> in the centre circle on Christmas Day at Selhurst Park with his coaches. While speaking Norwegian to them all. It wouldn't be... There'd be no point. A bit more Christmassy. <laughs> what? It's, it might not be snowing. It's really snowing in Norway. Christmas to, Christmassy to be Scandinavian. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of see that. Santa's from Norway, isn't he? Somewhere like that. Um, yeah. Lapland. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, near enough. Yeah. And it's St. Nicholas, actually. Yeah. It wasn't from Norway originally. Um, after the, <laughs> You said that. I know. I'm just making sure that uh, my silliness doesn't get in the way of the facts, which it often does on this show. Yeah. Let's be on the Yeah, indeed. Um, now, after the Newcastle match, Manchester City now have eight games um, from the 31st of December to the 31st of January. The first one, of course, being against Hodgson's homeboys. Now, is this a time when, when Manchester City are not going to win a game? <laughs> They've got, they can't keep winning, surely. Um, he's going to have to you use his they're squad. they're going to lose eight games? <laughs> no, 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 I think that they may not win all eight because that is, a, that is fixture congestion. It's fixture pile-up, let's call yeah. it. Um, but he's going to have to use his squad very, very wisely indeed. But the good news for Manchester City is, according to Yaya Toure's agent, Dimitri Seluk, Toure is going nowhere in mm. January. Um, apparently, he's enjoying being an older head around the younger players at the club, which mm. I quite like that. Yeah, don't really have much of a choice, though, do you? Mm. Although, age. what I like about Yaya Toure is he, he's not really saying anything. He's just getting on with his business. Whatever his role is at mm. the club, bit part player... Um, mentoring some of the younger players, perhaps in, in it's an some important way. role for a senior pro to play. Do you I remember when Man United signed Laurent Blanc? Apparently, yeah. he was amazing with the uh, young players. I'm sure he was. Yeah, but his agent still can't help saying during the Leicester Carabao Cup game, he had more appearances for City than all the other starting players. Yeah, well, because he's much older. But I think yeah. he might mean all of them put together. 
Yeah, no, he it's might be, but still an odd spin. Yeah, exactly. It's got. Don't worry. You said he's staying. He's got his contract there. I'm stunned. He's not gone to. China, yeah, the Middle East, oh, China. Yeah, I'm. I'm very, very surprised by that. Well, six months time. Yeah, contract's still, up. still time. Yeah, because yeah. they won't have a signing on fee. Mm. I think he's or, just, or a fee for him. So he's you know. he's waiting around until City remember his birthday. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Uh, Man City are three to one favourites to win the Champions League this season. So ten pound with bet three six five returns forty pound, including stake. Should the boys in blue lift it for the first time? Yeah. What did I say? All those weeks and months ago, I do fancy Man City to do something special this season, maybe even a Champions League win as well. Although a lot of other people probably said something similar, and it hasn't happened. Yes, yeah. Jim. All good uh, points to make. Um, Alexandra Mitrovic going back to Newcastle said he'd like to leave Newcastle. He's not getting any chances to play. Pete Donaldson has been warning this in a roundabout way for a while, mm. and it would be a shame to lose him. But then we haven't seen much of him. Yeah, I, I feel it's a strange way to treat the. New Alan Shearer, as Pete once put it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's fair enough. Benitez clearly doesn't fancy him because he's, you know, he's unpredictable mm-hmm. in a in a negative sense. And I think you've already got a bit of that with John Joe Shelby in the team, so you don't want too many of those elements in it. Yeah, he needs a move, doesn't he? It's just not, it's just not happening. When you think he'll get a move to a Premier League team? No, he he, he thinks that he might. Uh, in his in his own words, he might have to leave the island, <laughs> which I quite <laughs> liked. Um, you're talking about him being the new Alan Shearer. Well, obviously, people saying Harry Kane has taken yes um, Shearer's record for the most amount of goals in the calendar year in the Premier League and then uh, may well take Alan Shearer's overall record the way he's going on. Do you think Newcastle could come in for a big bid like they did with Shearer and take him <laughs> up there? Or is that a sign of the times? Isn't, Isn't it <laughs> mad to think that that was at one time a valid comparison? Um, in a g- sense. Going yeah. back to Mitrovic, I, I think it's curious because you're right, Jim, Benitez clearly doesn't trust him. He's not started a Premier League game this season, mm. I don't think, which is... Given his quality, I think it's very, very strange. Especially if you've got if you've got a player like Matt Ritchie <clears throat> whipping in crosses mm. and, and, and Shelby playing it, can yeah. play long passes. It I mean, causes chaos in a box, doesn't it? Yeah, Rich? but then, then I just think he causes chaos full stop, and that can sometimes bite them on the backside. Well, you also you could also you could excuse it if they've got though, maybe if Dwight Gale was banging the goals. Yeah, true, in, mm. but they're not they're not really scoring huge amounts of goals either. So yeah. I, I, the way he doesn't Benitez seems to be well, he is quite a safety first coach, mm. and I wonder. Yeah, the way they set up against City yesterday, which and and they they emerged eventually from the game with a decent amount of credit because they kept the score down and all that stuff, and that's what it's got to come to this season. But I was thinking, why would they not set up like that against every team? Mm. Not every team has got the attacking prowess of Man City. They mm. surely have a lot more joy. But anyway, yeah, I right think enough. they don't quite know who they are, do they? I think the problem Newcastle have is there's no combination of players um, that doesn't leave a problem somewhere. And they're in a state of flux, aren't they, mm. as well, off yeah. the pitch too, so it's not, not helpful. Very much so. Um, let's move on to Chelsea. Uh, they're one point behind Manchester United in third. I, for my money, they've gone under the radar a little bit recently, but they're picking up points. No, I think that's yeah. right. I think you're right there. Um, yeah. Do you know why that is? Tell me. It's because they're boring. <laughs> if Chelsea win 4-0, it's boring. Really? Chelsea are boring. How dare you, Jim? I dare. On behalf of the Chelsea fans, yeah. Well, they've, they've, they're picking up points and they're very much... Boringly. ...in the hunt for top four. Top four. Unlike some other... <laughs> Right, enough of this, Jimmy. Um, they're not conceding many goals. They've only conceded 14 in, in 20 league games. But to, to perhaps lend a little bit of credence to, to Jim's boring rant there, um, they're not scoring uh, too many goals. First half, they weren't great against Brighton at home. But then when Aspilicueta picks up the ball, he looks up and sees Morata, you mm. know what's happening. It's a lovely yeah. link. I mean, yeah, it's it one is. of the stories I do of love the season that when in, in a subtle way. An almost telepathic understanding. It's a special move, isn't it? It's yeah. like a special They're move. Very much so, yeah. Sixth, sixth, sixth time this season that Cesar has fed Alvaro. I it's love a it. brilliant cross got, on the ball. Got a sidekick. 
It's almost like I'm not bothering going to the bye though. I can't be bothered. I'll whip it in from here. Yeah, but Alvaro can figure this out. But Espiritueta is often playing in a back three, so he shouldn't be going to the bye line. Mm. You know, that's not his territory. Yeah, right. I think and, the... and that in itself is David Luiz's thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right enough. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the it's the the sixth time, as I said, that they've they've, they've linked up. They're three goals off the Premier League record jointly held by um, the Mike Newell-Alan Shearer combo at Blackburn. Oh, lovely stuff. And Shearer's the... records are falling all over. <laughs> I know. Well, it's still... He's it's having a mare. Still, he's still holding on to it. And uh, Stan Collymore-Robbie Fowler combo at Liverpool, both in 95-96 season. Um, i got a feeling Chelsea might sneak into second this season. Yeah? Yeah, yeah i got a feeling they might. I think it feels a little bit volatile at United. Yeah, I, 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 I agree that. with you. I mean, they're only a point behind them. I yeah, that's right, yeah. Well, if 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 Morata can uh, can can continue scoring, which you would believe he would, and Aspilicueta can still keep feeding him. Well, speaking of feeding him, Conte reckoned that um, Morata should go out to to dinner with Aspilicueta. He should treat him to dinner, and then he went on to say, "And if they invite me, I would like to come as well." If they went out for dinner, Aspilicueta would just be flinging starters <laughs> at Morata's head. <laughs> or would he be like the waiter, just serving him up? I reckon. Yeah. He, I reckon he would just be chucking like uh, Arancini in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> They'll go for tapas, he'll order for him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's an idea. Um, Chelsea's midfield is an interesting place at the moment. No, it's not. Uh, Jim, <laughs> stop this. We're going to get through this show. <laughs> you have to stop this. Yeah. Okay. Turn his mic off. I know. Um, Kante, Fabregas and Bakayoko are in the centre against Brighton. And you, you look at those three players and you think, if they can click, mm. which they showed a few signs of. They're very, very... Um, Diverse, yeah. In terms of their playing style, well, that midfield is, you could suggest has got everything. Bakayoko looks like he'd become a world beater at any moment. Yeah, but he also looks like a, a cart horse at times, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, a funny a... player. It's a really fine line he treads between the yeah. absolutely brilliant and sort of a little bit lost. Yeah, that, and I think that's what I mean. You know, if, if he can get the right side of that line that you just spoke of, then I, I honestly think they could. They, as, as, as Luke said, they could be finishing second. Well, I mean. Bakayoko had a disrupted pre-season and mm. quite a bad injury in his first season in the Premier League mm. which he's I, also very young I think yeah I think coming from um, coming into the Premier League in that position can be, t- can be tough especially I mean what is he 23 now mm. but he's, he needs to he's time to bed in I think he's done okay but I do, I do take both your points mm. um, Conte was asked about Chelsea reportedly showing interest in Bayern midfielder Arturo Vidal. Now, I, some managers can be coy with transfer speculation, and that is that is understandable. And Conte said it's not right to talk about a player of another team. And you think, OK, fair enough. They may well be interested, but, you know, being a little bit... And then he went on to say, however, I would always want him to go to war with me. <laughs> he means with him, not always. against him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd like to, I, you know, at the risk of, um, of, 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 the, of, of, of annoying Bayern Munich fans, I'm sure, I'm sure there are many listening to the show, <laughs> Um, I'd love to see uh, Vidal in the Premier League. Mm. I think he's 30 now. He's got a lot of experience. He's a good time for it. I mean, he's having a decent season at Bayern Munich. He's a physical player. Yeah, and, and I think he'd have a great time in yeah. it. An, him and Kante in the midfield. Oh, no. oh. Gordon, but you'd get nowhere. Be interesting. You'd have it? to just bypass him. You'd have to launch it forward. Yeah. Drink water and be like, why do I buy? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this. Have you ever won a league title with him? Oh, you just have at the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. So, uh, interesting uh, happenings at Chelsea, but they play Stoke at home on the weekend. Stoke not having a great time of it at the moment. They're... They're still without Bruno Martins in, who's a big loss. He's out for another few weeks. And Ryan Shawcross is a major doubt for Saturday. Well, they're unbeaten in their last two, to be fair to Stoke. Mm. They've picked up a wee bit. Um, Chelsea um, will obviously be a difficult time for them. Um, but if you, if you fancy Stoke to do the business on Saturday, it's 14 to 1 with Bet365. So £10 will return you £150, including stake. Stranger things have happened. Do you remember the opening day of the season? 
I do, Burnley beat them. Yes. Can happen. It can happen indeed. Before we go to our best bet, I thought in the spirit of the transfer window just about to open in January, a new world record has been set and we need to give this man a mention. It's Uruguayan Sebastian Abreu. Set a new world record for playing for the most amount of professional clubs. He's 41, just got his 26th move. That's great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also, the, the thing about... Well, no, actually, you know, he's playing for... His, he's, yeah, he's 26th team in, in, in the form of Chilean side, Aldo um, Italiano, which is, which is fantastic. I, I think um, the reason this is particularly of interest is because when you hear about players being real journeyman players, <laughs> they don't tend to be that good. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Abreu's played... He's a huge amount of international caps for Uruguay. Mm. He played at, played at several tournaments, I think. Well, um, he, well, he scored that Penenka, yeah. didn't he, in the, in the Ghana game in, in 2010. Oh, 2010 he played. Yeah, yeah. I remember. That's yeah, where that's people... Right. He's got long hair, often wears a band around He looks Uruguayan, let's just say that. Yeah, he does, yeah. He yeah. scored that Penenka. But yeah, he's played in 11 countries. Nicknamed the Madman. El <laughs> Loco. It's simple. But a lot of people are called El yeah, Loco. I wonder whether that, that nickname in Uruguay is completely meaningless. Because yeah, everyone seems to be man. called the man. Yeah. I mean, imagine like calling him, someone a bloke. He played in the same team as Luis Suarez. He's been called the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then he did join his 26 team, though. So he can't be that. He can't be that settled. No. Yeah. So Do you think yeah. he's the consistent madman in all of them. Maybe that's where he's picked it up. Yeah. Maybe, quite yeah. Possibly. This is the maddest man in <laughs> a number of teams full of men. Well, now you've got Uruguay's mad. maddest man. <laughs> <laughs> the maddest of all the mad men. Yeah. It's Sebastian Abreu. Um, and now it's time for our best bet with Bet Three Six Five. It is, and I have been very, very disappointed mm. with the form of our listeners. Mm. Recently, we rightly so. Haven't had a win for a while. We, we handed it over to them. They were crying out for it. Yeah, I'm holding them collectively responsible for the bad run we're in. Yeah. We're not raising enough money for Prostate Cancer UK. So you can guess what's coming next. Yeah, I've stuck myself back in the hot seat. Uh, he's having another swing. I'm having another go at it. Yeah. So I've gone for this week um, over three and a half goals in the Liverpool Leicester game. Mm. which is currently at evens. So £50 will return £100, including stake, um, for Prostate Cancer UK. So look out for that. I think that's a great bet. Um, obviously, I do because I chose it. You must be over <laughs> the age of 18 to gamble. Do gamble responsibly. And for more information, go to uh, begamblerware.org. Um, obviously, if I'm the first one to get a hat-trick, I'll probably give my ORE back. Put yeah. it back in. Let yeah. someone else have a go. John Lennon-esque. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, keep an eye on it. And if I do get it wrong and, and it doesn't come in, We'll be looking for more candidates, which will be uh, they'll be garnered from show at thefootballramble.com. So stay across that too. I love how you're already talking about hat trick. You haven't even got the one yet. No, I know, I know. Well, you got you got to shoot for the stars. Indeed, you, you do. Know, one thing you do need with the best bet with bet three six five is you need confidence. Yeah, and, and it's something we've learned from George Ware of late. Never know uh, where it could like, where it could take exactly, you. exactly. Exactly, that's what I'm trying to get at. Now it's time, as it's the last show of 2017, to look back at the year. Yeah, we are, I asked our listeners this uh, this show for the highlights of the year, the mm. footballing highlights of the year. Um, I thought we'd do those, those guys, and then maybe we could all do one. Yeah, why and not? I, and I've got one from Pete. He texted me with it. Did he? Um, oh, cool. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Findlay Ross, after a treble and a British record undefeated domestic run, mm. it has to be the unyielding breath of fresh air Brendan Rodgers <laughs> brought to the city of Glasgow for us Rangers fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag make it stop. I thought, I thought he was going to say the 4 0 win by heart. No, he wasn't. Okay. He could have done, but he was above that. Yeah, indeed. Unlike you. Above it. 
Uh, Harry Hulme. It's got to be Barcelona's comeback against PSG in the Champions oh, League in March. Yeah. You've got, you got to say that was unbelievable. Yeah, that, that, was, that was magnificent. Yeah. Um, Tom Byfield. We like Tom. He's a friend of the Ramble. Uh, my footballing highlight of 2017, without a doubt, has to be the Benevento equaliser against Milan in the 93rd minute. No points all season. Good. Let's send the keeper up and see what happens. Yeah. Um, we talked about that on the continent, which, of course, you can hear every Wednesday. Fantastic moment. If you haven't mm. seen that, do, do check it And I'll finish off... With this one, and thanks to everyone who did contribute one, but we only got time for a few. Uh, Charlie Craven. Hello to you, Charlie. Manchester United letting their club captain, top goal scorer and legend Wayne Rooney, Rooney go and replace him with £75 million Lukaku, only to find that after half a season they have both called, scored the same amount of goals. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, Waz has been a lovely one this year. Yeah, it's been he has. He's, he's, he's having a real Indian summer. He the, is. The Renaissance, as I'm sure the tabloids will call it. Has he used his priority check-in for the plane? <laughs> Marcus, has he checked in early for the plane? What do you, what do you think? He's got... Uh, As the foremost England expert yeah. in this podcast, what do you think? Marcus, he's got the air miles. He's certainly earned his stripes, hasn't he? Serious, semi-seriously, just... just, just yeah, but if you're, if, you're ca- if you're a captain of an England side, that means like... It you also get the wings. Trans- yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Can I just ask you a question, just, just for fun? <laughs> Put a percentage chance in it uh-huh. that you think we'll see Wayne Rooney play for England next summer. 66. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Very good, Jim. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely was going to say 45. 45% chance. Yeah, I think so. What do you think, Jim? Genuinely thinking about it, about 66. I think, <laughs> I think actually, you know, it's if you're picking players on form, as Southgate has stated he will, Rooney's got to be in there at the moment. I think it's 50-50. Yeah, but Rooney's announced he doesn't want to play anymore. That's well, different. you know. Oi, they all come back. <laughs> right, what about our highlights of, the, of, of, of 2017? Nice and quick, just do a few quick ones. England qualifying for the World Cup. Yeah, is that yours? <laughs> Are you having that one? No, I, I actually, I'm going to go back uh, to um, the previous season. Leicester City against Sevilla. Oh, yeah. The, and the reason why it's a highlight, it wasn't a highlight that Ranieri lost his job. But think about it. In that, in that time, Ranieri lost his job after the first leg. How Leicester got away with only a 2-1 loss in, in Seville was, was beyond me. It was mm. a great goal from Vardy. And then they took them back. And it was a brilliant game at, uh, at Leicester City uh, when, when they won and, and went through. And Leicester, despite their, their woes in the Premier League, they were into the quarter-final of the Champions League and you thought to yourself, hang on a minute, is all the magic dust from the previous season, is that all in the Champions yeah, League? Yeah. It was so strange, but for them to get through that tie, it, it, was, it was just night and day. Um, so in 2017, Leicester could legitimately rate themselves as one of the top eight teams in Europe. Yeah, 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 which is great. Yeah, I, I suppose they could, yeah, yeah in, in some absolutely. weird sort of way. But then, but then, obviously, Ranieri um, then lost his job. But I think, I think that the, the, when Ranieri lost his job, you could concentrate again on on what he had achieved there. You know, and he was sort absolutely. of put out of his misery. So yeah, that, that was one of my highlights, certainly of the of the year. Mm. For me, it would have been specifically Aaron Ramsey's winner against Chelsea in the FA Cup final for Arsenal. Um, <laughs> Another dig at Chelsea. No, no more... do you only do you only observe at the FA Cup as a competition? Then? Absolutely. Yeah, and I. I'm yet to concede it before you ask Um, because we've seen the script with Arsenal so many times you feel like if if they're ahead and they concede you think oh they're probably more likely to lose than win against a a top side but they just dug it out straight away and that was was great for them to straight away score that was their third FA Cup in four years years, and and is that considered some sort of treble Jim (laughs) sorry Jim I, can I just can I take this opportunity to say I think your highlight of 2017 is absolutely legitimate, right? And I apologise on behalf of Marcus like for trying to undermine you. Because <laughs> it's not it's not ideal for Jim to be doing his heartfelt moment and yeah. you laughing in the background, You're sneering in the background. No, I'm not at all. 
I'm going to go, go on. To, to maintain the tradition mm. of, of us talking about the clubs we support. I am going to go for Portsmouth being top for 30 minutes in League Two for the entire season. <laughs> yeah, well, that's brilliant. But it being the last 30 minutes, yeah, and, uh, them, uh, it might have even been less than that. I can't remember. But they're, they're actually winning a winning something at the end of a horrendous run yeah. of almost 10 years mm. since. Um, actually, no, probably about six or seven years since, since 2010. Um, and that was a nice turnaround for me. I, I. <laughs> Pete wasn't able to make recording today, yeah. But I did uh, message him, ask, saying, "Look, we're doing this thing, um, 2017. Looking back over 2017, yeah. nice and quick at the end of the show this week. Do you mind just giving me a quick um, sum- you know, s- summary of, of, of your highlight of 2017?" To which he replied with just one word: Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the the fan having a job in the stands. He just said Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's included. Yeah. It's all in there. I'm guessing he doesn't mean Sunderland uh, narrowly avoiding going a, a whole 365 days without winning a home game. He means all of it. Yeah, he does. Sunderland. Sunderland. Blunderland, Jim. Mm. Or Funderland, according to Pete Donaldson. Mm. Um, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Football Rumble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. And thank you for being with us for the 2017 Football Times. Yeah, thanks for your support throughout the year. Another year uh, under our belts, yeah. <laughs> under our ever-expanding ever belts. And um, we hope to bring even more fun and football entertainment in 2018. Another and, year of girth. And if you, uh, yeah, if you, are, um, if you are interested in, 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 in our highlights of the entirety of our time, the 10 years we've been doing the Football Ramble, mm. do go back and listen to 12 Rambles of Christmas. They're available on wherever you get your, your podcasts now. Um, lots of fun stuff to get into there. And we're back on the 2nd of January, aren't we, Mark? We certainly are, For the yeah. first one of 2018. Which is a World Cup year. It is. Oh. <laughs> Just when you thought we couldn't get even more excited. <laughs> but do get in touch. Uh, show at thefootballramble.com with anything that, that catches your eye. Follow us on uh, on all the social medias, at Football Ramble on Twitter and at the Football Ramble on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you on the other side. We certainly will. Thanks very much, Jim. Thank you. Thank you very much, Luke. Jim thought it was over. Thanks. <laughs> and thank you to the listeners. We'll see you in 2018. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.